Shareable is part of C-Suite Radio. say that season two is going to be absolutely incredible because in season two i have a co-host co-host say hello hello that's caroline she's now my co-host so season two of shareable is going to be a little bit different we're still talking about people and technology but we're going to go a little bit deeper a master class so grab your favorite pen and your favorite piece of paper and get ready to take some notes because this is shareable What were we talking about? Uh, I think we were going to do an episode today. but Word. Yeah. But I, I have a very special guest. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of him before. So are we that, starting? Is this yeah, like, are we just running right into yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, so that might be a little awkward. I mean, I can introduce you. I think you'll like him. And honestly, I think you can even call yourself Soul Brothers. <sighs> I think I think he is my soul brother. Do you want to know who it is? Yeah. Who's our guest today? It's you. What? <sighs> Me hosting and guesting my own episode? All not, right, oh, fine. Slow your roll, buddy. You're not hosting. So who are you and what do you do? Well, glad you asked, Jeff. <laughs> That's my job. I'm the host today. I am the captain now of the Spotkins. Yes, ma'am. Um, okay, so hello, shareable listeners. This is your lovely co-host, Caroline, stepping in today to be the host of the show. Uh, this is a podcast about people and technology, and this season is about deep, Dives, you know that by now. Uh, well, I want to thank all of our lovely listeners, all of them, every single one of them, all the ones on Overcast that heart and star and show us all the love. You guys are great, and we love you. Keep doing it. Come on, we gotta beat nice guys. We have to. <laughs> we we have, we have a pretty up, steep uphill climb. I think we can do it. I believe in our fans. I believe in us too. Okay, uh, Jeff, we're gonna do an episode with you. As our guest. I think that's a really cool idea. How does that feel? It feels good. It feels a little bit like uh, Shades of Season 1 where we Mm -hmm. would flip the tables and uh, in the the Now You Do Me episodes. Uh, So we're kind of doing like a Now You Do Me deep dive. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. What are we going to talk about? Um, I I mean, or you could tell us who you are and what you do. (laughs) Oh, let's start with that. Who am I and what do I do? Um, Yeah, so for those of you that don't know me yet, uh, I typically am the host slash co-host of Shareable, this podcast that you are actually listening to right now. Very meta. Uh, So meta. Outside (laughs) of that, uh, I own and operate and chief strategize for a social first digital agency headquartered in Philadelphia called True Voice Media. We uh, we design strategies for businesses to use social media and content marketing to fulfill some sort of a business objective, typically in the marketing realm. Uh, but we also dabble uh, in working with social selling um, as well as recruiting and uh, HR campaigns, um, internal collaboration, uh, employee activations and, uh, and engagement, internal collaboration, stuff like that. So, so a lot of things to do with social media and content marketing and its application across business. And uh, that's what I do on the day-to-day basis. I got a bunch of side hustles, and uh, I'm also a professional speaker talking about all different manner of topics in the world of digital uh, and how it's impacting our world, which is pretty much why our show is about people and technology. Yeah. I mean, so so not much. You don't really do a lot. I, I do yeah. a few things. Yeah. Now, oh, right? I'm glad you can make time. And I cook a schedule. mean steak, and I make great scrambled eggs. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's true. Wow. A lot of things I do. There are a lot of things. Yeah. I believe it. True I've, Renaissance I see it man. in action yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. As your co-host. 
Yeah. All right. So what are we talking about? Why are you here? What's going on? Oh, man. I think today we should probably just go real deep on something. I think we should tell people about how to do something that can help just about any business person grow their business, uh, help them to build awareness, to generate leads, to help them close more sales, to um, to let people know about what's going on in their life and their business, et cetera. I want to talk to people and tell them about Facebook ads. What a pause. I know. Dramatic pregnant pause. Yeah. I want to talk to people about how Facebook ads work and how they can get the, the most out of their Facebook ads, how they can uh, bring down their cost per result, how they can increase the effectiveness of their ad spend, and how they can just all, all together just be total rock stars. And I think we're going to probably need to include a bunch of this stuff in the show notes today so that people have a visual guide to go by because I think it'll be a little bit difficult for them to just listen and take notes. So I think we'll have to provide some pretty substantial show notes for this. You cool with that? Yeah, guys, I'll make sure that happens for you. Um, so you kind of touched on it broadly. You said we're going to help all business owners, but can you narrow that down for me? Who specifically is going to really benefit from hearing about Facebook ads? That is a great question. Wow, and I am so you. glad that you asked it. <laughs> um, I think that the usage of Facebook ads is most effective for businesses that have the ability to set aside upwards of $500 a month, uh, in service of selling more products, uh, changing the perception of their business, uh, finding and engaging new leads. Um, so any business that is selling something to people, mm-hmm. um, which is all business. All of them. <laughs> um, but, but I think specifically the businesses that I think you're going to get the most out of Facebook ads if you have enough money, which I would say is at minimum $500, but I'd say that the, the best um, groups to be using Facebook ads are able to spend – Somewhere in the the range of you know uh, dollars that are are counted in the thousands, mm-hmm. you know one thousand, two thousand, three thousand mm-hmm. per month on Facebook ads because that's going to give them the ability to design campaigns that they have time to test, they have time to optimize, and they have time to let kind of run towards uh, constantly bringing them new people. Okay, you kind of answered my question. I was going to say, why do you make the distinction between like five hundred or no less than that? But yeah, I mean, I think if you don't if 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 you are putting all of your chips on Facebook, if on Facebook ads, you're saying like, I have $500 of, of marketing budget, I'm going to put it all on Facebook. The problem is, is that sometimes it can take a little bit of time to determine what is the effective route of mm-hmm. using a Facebook ad. Uh, what are the right types of ad units you should be using? Who is the right audience? What's the right headline? So like there is a period of optimization that you have to go through a period of testing. And I think if you only have you know, if you have less than $500 a month, you know, it's it's just really tough to get the traction and it, it could wind up um, just being money thrown away. Mm-hmm. So um, so I think it's for, for businesses that at least have a little bit of money to, I don't want to say play with, but they have enough money where, you know, it's not going to break the bank for them. Their business isn't going to go under if they spend that money instead of reinvesting it in the company in some other way. Gotcha. So that's where I would kind of make the distinction. Okay. So if you have a little bit of money to sort of play, this is the time to start listening and maybe break out those pens in advance, get ready for the notes you're about to take. Um, I want to ask you about what is the most common mistake you see with people when they're either starting to understand how to use Facebook ads or whether they're trying to do them themselves. Where, where do people come to you and us to meet you on that point? Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the, the big mistake that everybody makes. Um, but first, I also just want to 
quick rewind and say that for people who do have less than $500 a month, it's not that this episode will not be valuable for you. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go through how Facebook ads work, you know, top to bottom. Um, so even if you're just the, you know, a small one person shop and you're throwing like 50 or a hundred dollars into Facebook ads, you will do them more effectively by learn by listening to this episode. Um, but it will definitely be more helpful for those that are spending much more money because they're going to, they're going to realize much greater gains. Cool. So in terms of what the, probably the biggest mistake people make when it comes to Facebook ads is that, um, it, it's kind of a, a two-parter. Let mm-hmm. me, let me explain what most people understand to be Facebook ads the vast majority of people that are running Facebook ads are small businesses and they hit the boost button. They hit that little blue button on their post. They post something about their business or they want people to like come and check out their Facebook page and they hit that boost button. Mm-hmm. And generally the um, – what I should probably back up and explain how Facebook ads are structured so this all makes sense in context. So the um, the way Facebook ads are structured is that there are three layers – there are campaigns, there are ad sets, and there are ads. Inside of campaigns are ad sets, and inside of ad sets are ads. Campaign is Facebook's terminology for an objective. It's what you're trying to accomplish with a certain grouping of ads. So you can only have one objective per campaign. So that could be things like video view, page post engagement, uh, which is getting more likes, comments, and shares on a page post. It could be getting more traffic. It could be getting people to respond to your event or watch your video. There's all different types of objectives that Facebook gives you the option of using. Inside of that is your ad set, and your ad set is going to be your targeting. It's who you're reaching out to. It's the budget that they're going to be spending on it, and it is the placement of where you put those ads. So that's Instagram, Instagram Stories, Facebook Newsfeed, mobile, or uh, the Facebook Audience Network, or any number of other things like that. So um, so that's the ad set level. And then inside of your ad sets are your ads. And inside of that, what your ads are basically, is it an image, is it a video, is it a carousel, which is a series of videos or photos that you flip through, uh, is it a slideshow, et cetera. So going back to the boost button, what the boost button does is it creates a campaign with one ad set and one ad. And that ad is generally by default page post engagement. So that is you have an audience of 100 people on your Facebook page. You do a page post engagement boost. You are going to reach generally uh, by default the audience of your page. You can switch it to your page and their friends or you can actually create an audience. You can say you know, any of the audiences that you have access to generally in the more advanced ad editor or in the power editor, which are going to be merging shortly – maybe even by the time this audio, this episode goes live. <laughs> um, but uh, it's basically giving you one single objective, which is page post engagement. And the biggest problem, the reason why that's a problem, the reason mm-hmm. why this is a mistake that people make is that they are trying to generate sales. So again, you look at these small businesses, they have $200 a month maybe to spend on a Facebook ad and they go in and they click boost mm-hmm. and they get a page post engagement and then they go, Facebook ads don't work. My sales aren't going up. <laughs> So the the interesting thing to point out there, and and believe me, I'm I'm no great advocate for Facebook as as a, a amazingly ethical and wonderful business. I I think I'm kind of neutral on them at this point. But um, when you if you don't ask Facebook to help you generate sales, then you cannot be upset when Facebook does not help you generate sales. If you right. said Facebook, I want you to show this to more people with the objective of having them like, comment, and share then you are going to get them liking, commenting, and sharing. That's what's going to happen there. Okay. So that's the number one mistake is that I think people, um, they they go the easy route, which 
uh, to, to Facebook's credit, it was the most brilliant thing they've ever done for their ads because essentially they, they made buying an ad as simple as clicking the like button basically. And most people didn't know enough to know that there was another level of Facebook ads, mm-hmm. which is what we're going to talk about in this episode is how do you go about actually running an, like a full-fledged Facebook campaign, okay. A-B tests, split tests. So it's kind of the mistake of going into it expecting something other than what you're actually getting and not knowing that there's a difference even there? Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, you, you can't walk into McDonald's and spec to get a slice of pizza. It, it like, you know, you can't go into the Facebook uh, platform, click the boost button, buy a page post engagement and expect that they're going to bring you back anything different. Mm-hmm. You're not paying them for that. Right. So even though they are trying to make the boost button easier and easier and more comprehensive, obviously they want to make buying ads as simple as possible. Unfortunately, it will never be at least not until AI takes over this whole thing. It will never be easy enough to buy a Facebook ad um, without delving into the complexity because the way that you make your money, the way that you do well with your Facebook ads is actually to delve into the complexity, Mm -hmm. which is by testing who your audience is, testing what your headlines are, testing what your images should be, um, testing if you're even using the right uh, ad objectives, understanding retargeting and remarketing. So there's a lot that we're going to get into in this episode that um, that I think is very important that people understand. But the main thing is that Facebook ads are much more complex than the boost button and that you should stay away from that. And if you learn how the ads actually work, you can begin running uh, many more effective campaigns and generating better results. Cool. Uh, I think I've been t- I've definitely been tempted by the boost button before. I can understand the appeal of just wanting to click a button and have your your campaign objectives be met, and hopefully you're satisfying and you're coming back, and it's just it's it's resulting in really nothing. So I can understand that disappointment, and that's the moment when people are coming to you and kind of saying like, "Please help." Yeah, <laughs> we've been running Facebook ads, and they just don't work, or they come to us and they're like, "Yeah, we're just you know we want to do some stuff in digital marketing, but we're just not sure." Um, you know, what we should be doing because we tried Facebook ads and they didn't work. And I go, well, you, we didn't try Facebook ads for you. <laughs> so once we start running them, you know, we've seen by and large that uh, if we have a client that has, and that's also kind of where I gave you that arbitrary, that seemingly arbitrary, uh, you know, budget number. Mm-hmm. But when we see clients that have budgets that are above $500, that's where we begin to see a lot more success because we're able to run the necessary tests to find out what works. Mm-hmm. Um so where do you want to go from here? Uh, I want you to start taking me through this process. How do you either uh, – you could go through the way that you walk clients through this or the way that you personally go through the process of making a Facebook campaign. That's all up to you, but I'll let you choose. All right, cool. Solid. So I'm just going to go through this the way that I instruct Facebook ads for people. Um, <laughs> As opposed to cheap. Yeah. Well, well not <laughs> As opposed for dogs. Uh, no, I just mean that like I, I think – um, my methodology for going through, and, and we've had challenges with this. We'll have clients that come in and they're like, just run the ads. Yeah. Like, here's the images. And we're like, no, like, that's <laughs> not how this works. So, you know, my philosophy on everything is, um, is strategize first, plan first, know where you're going, know what you're doing. So, um, and again, I, I love saying my favorite Abraham Lincoln quote, but, um, 
if, uh, if you give me six hours to chop down a tree, I'll spend the first four sharpening the ax. And I strongly believe in that for Facebook ads, but I would, I would go one step even further that it's not just about your planning, but it's also about your testing in the, in the early, in the early going of your ads. Mm -hmm. But be, even before all that, even before, you know, what, let's get into the strategy. The strategy of it is this, you first need to understand what it is that you're trying to accomplish. So if you're trying to, um, say build brand awareness, you need to understand there's certain types of ads that are going to be more effective for that. And certain ads are going to, um, really work towards that objective better than others. So I generally advise that people do video view ads, page post engagement ads. Um, and those are generally the first two that I would recommend for awareness. Uh, so that's getting people to just see a post and be made aware of it. Mm -hmm. um, generally, we have uh, people that are trying to uh, to generate leads. So we'll have clients that are coming in. They're saying, oh, I want to learn how to generate more leads. Um, so we look at that as, you know, the, the only way to actually generate a lead is that they, they first have to be made aware of you. They first need to know who you are. So you need an awareness stage before that generally. Um, or you can just, you know, go right into the audience you already have, your Facebook fans. But, um, but generally, you need an audience that you know already knows who you are. So what we generally do is when we get to that, you know, secondary stage of where we're trying to convince people or generate leads, we need to know that the, the audience that we're reaching out to for that already knows who they are. And then when we ask, when people say that they have an objective where they want to generate sales, you only are able to generate sales from people who know who you are and may know something about you. So we, we look at it as you want to have an audience that already knows who you are and probably knows something about you. So what that begins to look like, if you can visualize it, visualize it in your head, is that there is a funnel here. So we believe in Facebook ad funnels as a concept, meaning that um, when we've had clients in the past that will say, oh, we just want to sell stuff, like let's go. So they want us to just put out an ad that says, buy this thing. But we're reaching out to people who have no idea who we are, why our product is different or better or unique from the competition in any way. So when we put out those ads, we've seen that they just generate results at a much higher uh, cost per result. So once we design a funnel for them, though, where we create a series of ads that are for the awareness, say video views or page post engagements, and then we bring in retargeting, which I'm going to cover in a second, and then show them a blog post or some sort of testimonial or social proof that people say this is better, or it's different. Maybe we show them a video that's a product review or a product walkthrough, and then we show them that request for them to buy or do something. So we're we're very big believers in that. So. I guess the point being is that the step one is understand what is your goal. If your goal is to build awareness, then you need to make sure that you have content that builds awareness amongst people, and you need to understand what you're trying to make them aware of. That's one of the key questions we ask people. Like, oh, we need to build awareness. Well, what do you want people to know? Just that you exist? That's not a very compelling message. <laughs> you want to let them know why you're different, why your solution is better or uh, different from what's out there, why it'll make their life better, or you know that you've made some sort of change that will shift their perception from what they previously maybe saw you as. Yeah, something so, that emo evokes some sort of emotion in yeah. them to kind of care at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, we usually start with that for that. For for lead generation, you know, we would probably do something where we would have either a lead form type ad or a canvas ad, which is a type of Facebook ad in which it's like a little mini sales page. And from there, you can, you know, drive people to a page on your website or a place where they can take a, some sort of an action. Um, and then... When we get to buying and some sort of conversion or, or some sort of a sale, we want to take people directly to the page. But again, let's talk about retargeting because this is the most kind of important philosophy that has guided how we run Facebook ads. And I think it's the one that everybody listening should probably adopt. And that's that isolated ads suck. Meaning if you just run one ad that has one purpose at one audience, 
it's not going to do particularly well. By contrast, if you were to be able to run an ad and then for the people that engaged or looked at that ad, you, were be able, you would be able to then show them a, sec a second ad. Now you're beginning to build uh, the basis of some sort of a digital relationship with a prospect. Mm. So as an example, we might run a video view ad to an audience. Let's, let's say I was targeting you. So I might target uh, women between the ages of 20 and 30 that live in Philadelphia, right? And I have some sort of a product that is perfect for you. I might show a video to you introducing this product exists or talking about something that is completely relevant to you. It says, are you a 20 or 30 year old woman living in Philadelphia? And it goes through a particular story. Now, if you watch 10 seconds of that video, even if you watch three seconds of that video, I can retarget you on Facebook. So if you watch three seconds, 10 seconds, 25 seconds, 50 seconds, 75, 95, or 100% of that video, I can retarget you. Those are known as engagement retargeting ads on Facebook. And you can also retarget people based upon their, if you have an uh, email list, a customer list, you can bring that email list into Facebook and you can turn it into an audience and you can target those people. You can also target people who have visited your website using the Facebook pixel. So what we try to do is in any ad that we put together, we try to move people uh, through some sort of a funnel by having something that we put out there that they can engage with and then retargeting the audience that engages with that. Whether that's they watch a video or they come to a blog post, we then want to show them the next step in the, in the puzzle. Mm -hmm. So that allows us to, again, going back to the example of let's say we're targeting you. So I show you a video. You watch 10 seconds of it. Next, I target you with five different blog posts that talk about why our solution is different, why our solution is perfect for women just like you, uh, why, you know, maybe I show you a video again, a different video, or I, um, uh, I can even uh, start targeting you on Instagram to try and bring you back to our Instagram page, um, and then I can retarget people who have looked at our Instagram page. The point is, is that what I'm looking for is to ensure that you have some interest in it. So mm -hmm. I would say that ethical marketers... Uh, we'll use retargeting with um, they'll they'll be more deliberate in how they use it, and a little bit more discerning in who they choose to retarget things to. So we try to do things where you need to express an interest for me to take you to the next step in the process. So I'll show you a video and you'll look at ten seconds of it. At the next level, when I show you why it's important, why it's great, I might want to wait until you've seen twenty five percent of that video or fifty percent of that video, depending on the length of the video. Then after that, I might target an ad at you that says, hey, if you're interested, we're doing a free class, or I might try to get you to opt into our email list, or I might try to get you to come to an event or download a webinar or download an ebook or buy something. Mm -hmm. And only then is the point at which I'm introducing it. Because if I had just come straight out to you and said, hey, you want to buy this, you'd be like, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> so I think what happens is that most marketers that are just getting into Facebook ads is that they act a little bit like a teenage boy. They just kind of rush in and they're just trying to jam their tongue down your throat. Oh gosh. Right? I know. <laughs> what an image. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, but instead they should be taking it slow. I mean, I think the, the idea behind effective Facebook ads is that you're slowly introducing people to a concept. So another thing back to like, who's our ideal audience? Like if you're in a hurry, if your only goal is to just close the the deal, then, you know, the point is you've probably waited too long as it is. Mm -hmm. You should, you should have thought about this, uh, you know, before it got to this urgent point, but you know, you need to be patient in social media to allow that sort of thing to develop. That doesn't mean you have to wait like eight months for it to take, <laughs> you know, to take hold, but you do at least need to go through that process. I wanted to backtrack a little bit now that you brought back up what your like ideal is, what your objective is. Cause I feel like how, how can you tell what the aim of your campaign should be if as concisely as you can explain that? Um, I mean, at the end of the day, business is about two things, right? Save money or make money. Those are the only two things that businesses really 
when it comes down to the, the fundamentals of business, those are the only two things they care about. Now, taking care of your people and making your customers happy and all those things, that's great. But at the end of the day, from a business mindset, when you're thinking about you know, the entity of the business, those things are only strategies in which to make money or save money. Um, and, and that sounds kind of harsh and, and cold, I think. But um, I think you have to look at it from that perspective. You can appreciate the other aspects of doing the, the softer things that, that feel good and, and all of that. But, um, but at the end of the day, it's about making money or saving money, which means you need to consider, I think at the end of the day, we're all trying to drive sales in some way or another. We're trying to drive sales. We're trying to drive leads. We're trying to build our network and our audience so that in some way we can monetize it and make money. That is, I think, true of every business. So for us, we always try to figure out what is what is the actual conversion. So we start with that and we try to work our way backwards. Now, we've had clients that say, look, we just need to make sure people know who we are. That's all we need. and Or we need to shift what people think about us. So then the campaign is different. So the first where I would suggest businesses start from is what is the pain? What's happening in your business? Where does it hurt? Do you not have enough opportunities? Well, then you need lead generation um, or brand awareness and lead generation, I would say. Uh, when when people are talking about the available solutions out in the marketplace and you you look at social chatter and you see what people are saying, if you're not if your name's not being brought up, you need brand awareness. If um, if your if your name is being mentioned, but it's being mentioned negatively, you may to, may need to launch a campaign in which to shift that brand sentiment. But at the end of the day, it all should eventually, if a business is in business long enough, you can't survive on awareness building alone. So eventually you have to turn awareness building into action. Mm -hmm. So we always try to figure out how to make that, how to turn that corner as soon as possible to get there so that we can build out the campaign from the beginning with that objective in mind for the end. Got it. Um, so so in terms of, you know, if let's say you have an event that's coming up, I mean, it's pretty clear your, your goal is to drive attendance at that event. So how you do that would be different than, you know, if you were trying to build an ongoing funnel of people that are trying to sell an online course, for instance. So it, it's going to be business dependent, but I think you need to start with what is the business trying to accomplish? Forget about what are you trying to accomplish on Facebook? But what are you trying to accomplish as a business? Then when you look at Facebook as your tool to do that, then you begin thinking from the perspective of, okay, I want to find a way to engage with an audience and then retarget the people that express interest or have engaged or have taken some sort of an action. So that's how you build that funnel. Now, one thing that I should mention as well, and we haven't touched on this yet, is I did talk about testing, mm -hmm. right? So, so let's say we've figured out our goal. So our goal is we want to drive more sales eventually. And we know that in order to do that, we first need to uh, generate some awareness. Let, let's let's say that we sell, um, let's say we sell tacos and pizza. Just a, I think that's a tangible <laughs> example. And also I'm hungry. Um, so let's say we sell tacos and pizza. So the first thing that we're going to want to do is we're going to want to put out a 10 second video to people who like tacos and people who like pizza. And let's say we, we know that we have the same profit margin on both tacos and pizza. We want to see which of those two audiences is more receptive to our message. Now we might run taco ads and pizza ads to people who say that they like tacos and we run taco ads and pizza ads to people that like pizza. And we may find that the people who say that they like pizza actually respond to taco ads better than the people who say they like tacos. <laughs> it would be crazy, but stranger things have happened. The, the point being is that when we run ads, again, go back to the structure of Facebook ads. You have campaigns, ad sets, and ads. When we run campaigns, and I use campaigns not in the Facebook terminology here, but when we run ads for our clients, we, um, whenever inside of every campaign at the beginning, generally what we're going to do if we want to, if we don't know exactly who the best audience is, we're going to test 
our audiences against each other. So let's say we don't know if men or women are going to respond better to an ad. We'll do an ad set of just men and then we'll do an ad set of just women. And um, we will run the exact same ads inside each of those ad sets and figure out which of those two respond to the ad better. What we can also do, let's say we have picked our audience. We know that we are going to do better with women. And, you know, we've even tested the ages or different interests or whatever. We've, we've locked down. We know who our audience is. So we've got our audience now. Now we need to figure out which ad they're going to respond to. So we might take the same video or the same picture and we might run six different versions of it. We'll try out a different headline for three of them. And we'll try a different image for another three of them. And we'll try out, you know, a video versus an image for a different one. Or we'll try a different button. So the point being is that there are all of these other little variables that we're going to test against each other. And what's nice is, based on the way that Facebook works, is that if you put, you know, a, a reasonable number of variables against each other, Facebook will actually pick it for you to a certain extent because they will – uh, distribute the ad to a, uh, a group of people, and whichever one seems to be getting the best response, Facebook will allocate the budget towards that one because their goal is to deliver to you your objective, your campaign objective. And by showing it to the audience where that is working most effectively, they're going to be able to deliver better results to their advertisers, which will make them happy and have them come back. Okay, so th that actually hits on the next thing I wanted to ask you about. How can you start to tell when certain ads are doing better than others? You said Facebook does it naturally, but do you step in at any point and get to sort of turn on and off the ones that you would like to keep going with? How does that work? Yeah, so testing is such a vital part of Facebook ad success. So if, um, if I'm running an ad and I'm trying to drive traffic to a website, let's say. Let's say that we wanted to drive traffic to, uh, to Shareable, mm -hmm. Shareable Podcast, right? Um, we could run two different ads and one of them could have my face and one of them could have your face, right? And, uh, and let's say that one of those two ads was converting at 50 cents a click and the other was converting at 25 cents a click. I would just shut off the 50 cents a click because that is two times more effective than the other one at driving traffic. Now, provided that we're targeting the same audience, we know that – and, and if we have one audience that we're targeting those two ads to, we now know that the reason that one is performing better than the other is because of some variable in that image. Now, we could then take – let's say your image converted at $0.25 cents and mine at $0.50. Cents. So now we know that yours works better than mine. We could then reintroduce my face in a completely different ad or we could try a different headline and go head-to-head -head again. Or – we can introduce another version of your ad and try and optimize those two against each other. Okay. So you're constantly optimizing and, and testing against each other. My rule is uh, run five, kill three. So that basically takes you down to the top 40% of your ad set. Mm -hmm. If you have five ads and you kill three, you're killing 60% of the ads and you're keeping the top two. Then you introduce three new ones and you kill again three of them and you take the top two. So you're constantly optimizing to get yourself from a dollar a click down to 15 cents a click. And if you can do that, just, you know, you can do the math. And this is why I said the bigger budgets, this really matters because, you know, we had a client where we saved them a penny per click and it wound up generating them thousands and thousands of website viewers for a penny. So, you know, when you, when you look at like optimizing for clicks, these are the things where it happens is, you know, you really need to test and figure out which audience works best. You need to figure out which ads are actually going to be working best. Generally, you're not going to have a lot of different – it's really tough to compare campaigns because the objectives perform so differently. If you're running a traffic campaign versus a video view campaign, 
it's going to be almost impossible to tell the difference because they have different functions, different goals. But you can test the audiences across those two campaigns and still get some sort of insights about it based mm-hmm. on whether or not they're re- reacting and responding to it. Okay. So what's, I guess, what's the next part of this? Like you figured out which ones are working. You've worked kind of together with Facebook to determine which ones you want to keep on. And you've seen that conversion rate and the ones that are doing better because they're performing for lower cost per click. What happens after that? Are you done? Did you achieve your goal? Like, I mean, generally that's, smile that's, and I mean, close that's, your laptop I always and go smiling. for tacos and pizza. <laughs> yeah, that's actually what I do. So, I mean, look, if you, if you figured out what your objective is and you put together uh, a series of Facebook ads that work together using engagement retargeting, custom audience retargeting, uh, website retargeting, et cetera, and you build this ad funnel, uh, this, you know, this, these series of ads that work together in a funnel to move people through awareness, consideration, and choice, which is what the, the buyer journey really is, is you as a, a customer, if I was targeting ads at you, the first stage that I need to hit you in is awareness. Now that you know about me, I want to make you consider me by giving you information and social proof and all of the different validation that makes you feel good about your purchase and then consideration. And again, by retargeting up that funnel, I'm only pulling through people that have expressed interest. So if I show you a video, you don't watch enough of it, or, or even you just watch that 10 seconds, but then at the next phase, when I show you like, hey, would you be interested, learn more, you don't click on it, you're not going to make the sales offer. We're not going to get you there. So it's, it's a much more efficient track of your spend. From the business side, you're trying to find, convince, then convert. But to your to your question is, what do you do after that? So, you, so you've put together your funnel. It's working. You've optimized the ad. You're running it. You basically keep running it until the results stop working. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that's going to be because you have an audience of 14,000 people. So you have 14,000 people. You're going to run through that audience with those ads pretty quickly. Uh, especially if you have a big enough budget. If you have an audience of 9.8 million people, those ads can probably run all year and you may never have to stop them now that you've, a- you've optimized them and you're running at a very efficient spend. Now, because you've also saved money running those more efficient ads, you can then launch new ad campaigns and try different things and hit people from different angles. Um, the other thing that I would encourage is that once you get to a point where you have these optimized ads and you're running Facebook and Instagram and you're um, – you know, you're, you're, um, you're, you're optimized for spend. You have the right audience. You have the right content, all that stuff. The next thing I would probably advise that most uh, clients do in that situation is move on to other social retargeting. So let's say that in that middle phase of convince, the goal is to get people back to the website to read a blog post, and that makes them feel better about what they decide to purchase. I would probably also add not just the Facebook pixel, but also the Twitter pixel, the Pinterest pixel, the LinkedIn pixel, um, And that way, when people go to those other sites, you can retarget them there as well. And again, that's a very efficient spend because what you're trying to do is ultimately uh, be visible in front of people who have expressed some sort of interest in the past. Mm -hmm. So that's generally where I'd say the final step is, is, you know, that to recap quickly, the start to, to finish, you pick your objective, you identify who your audience is. If you don't know, you test that, figure out what message is going to resonate with them. If you don't know what that is, test it. Run that until you have all of that completely optimized to move people through the funnel and accomplish your objective. And once you have that, either optimize it further. You can always continue to try new things and optimize further or add new retargeting and then move on about your life and go to the next thing. (laughs) Um, All right. We normally ask people uh, around the end of the show here what their secret sauce is. And I know this whole episode has pretty much been Jeff's secret sauce, but do you have anything else to throw out for that? This is definitely a lot of our secret sauce that we're just giving it away. <laughs> and, and I've been much more open about how we do our Facebook ads recently. 
Um, but that is, I, I'd say, undoubtedly the the move towards having a a funnel like system is really the secret sauce. We discovered a lot of that along the way completely by accident. Um, we were doing some very basic retargeting, and we've gotten to some extremely narrow and deep targeting and retargeting of people. So I would say that's that's part of our secret sauce. I would say that investing in your content has to be a part of this. You you can't just repurpose some old garbage you have and turn it into you know exceptionally high performing Facebook ads. The truth of the matter is is that all Facebook ads do is give you sort of a guaranteed visibility. They give you guaranteed um, placement in front of the target audience. Now, if people like that, they will respond to it. If they don't, then they're not going to. You're not owed the result just because you did a Facebook ad. You're owed the result because you did the work to actually figure out who your audience is and what's valuable to them and did the work to try and figure out what resonates with them. And that's why testing is so vital. But I would say investing in great content is essential. Um, and if you're not willing to do that, then you you also can't be too upset when your Facebook ads don't work out too well. Yeah, you need the chops to back it up. Yeah, gotta do y'all thing. Gotta do y'all thing. Yeah, Jeff, I have learned a lot. I feel like we you've talked to me about this so many times before, and it's it's one of those like desk side conversations where you're just like, and this is how Facebook ads work, and I'm like, okay. Uh, but I feel like this was really comprehensive. I certainly learned a lot, so I hope all of our listeners did as well. Yeah. Um, but now is the time of the show where you get to brag about yourself, my oh friend. Oh, my goodness. So tell the people where they can find you on the internet if they don't know already, because we also say it at the end of the show. <laughs> well, I would say that uh, you probably know where I am. But I'm on uh, – my favorite thing is the Twitters. I'm on Twitter at Jay Gibbard. Uh, please don't tweet Jeff Gibbard. That's me also, but I don't look at it. I just <laughs> – I squat there so nobody can take my name. Uh, I'm on the Facebook, but please don't friend me unless we're friends. Um, I, it's just so noisy there already. Uh, I'm on the LinkedIn's. So mm -hmm. That's that's another thing. But if you send me a connection request, please let me know who you are um, if we don't know each other by face and voice. Um, he's got a dope-ass blog that he's not – talking about oh it's i haven't talked in the about life. that yeah. oh yeah my day in the life blog is my favorite thing is that i do online i i probably should talk more about that because it really is my favorite thing yeah this is literally the spot to do that so yeah <laughs> I'll do i guess it for that makes you. no that's fine i'll do it you you just you just uh opened it up um i write a blog called day in the life and it's really just my almost daily musings um about running a company about um, dealing with clients, about dealing with my employees, about dealing with relationships, about networking, about fear, about motivation, overcoming struggles, uh, dealing with the weight of the world on your shoulders, how to talk to people, how to write. I mean, it is, it's basically just the, the glimpse into my head more open and vulnerable than just about anywhere else where I do anything. So if you are not yet a subscriber, please go to jgibbard.com. Uh, you can also learn a lot about me at jeffgibbard.com. Uh, that's where I host my speaker homepage and you can learn more about having me come speak at your organization. Uh, I am a paid professional speaker and I rock the crowd. So, uh, I would, I would love to come and he hear does. more about your, your, uh, audience that you might want me to come speak to. And, um, I do this podcast and I do the true voice media podcast that's and I run an agency and I have hitch Philly, which is my online dating consultancy. He does like a thousand and one things yeah. and, and I don't know how it happens. Yeah. I just do all the things. <laughs> so, I mean, look, if we don't know each other, Reach out, say what's up. Do it on the Twitters. That's my favorite. Um, <laughs> don't email me. Don't advice. don't email me because I'm I'm 48 emails back right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's all I got. I'm gonna go get some tacos. I think.
Okay, I, I think I'll go with you. Yeah? Let's go get tacos. Let's yeah. go get tacos today. All right, guys, we're going to go because we're going to get tacos. But, uh, Jeff, if you could say this episode was anything, what would you say? Shareable. There are a couple thank yous and shout outs in order. First, thank you to Ray Bueno for all of that sexy production value, and a quick thank you to me for producing the show. I'd like to send a shout out to DJ Quads for the use of our theme song, Always, and A. Himitsu for the use of our outro song, Adventures. You can follow Jeff on Twitter at Jay Gibbard, and you can follow me at Caroline Tassone. You can follow the show at Shareable underscore pod and just Shareable Podcast on everything else. That's Facebook, the gram, everything. You can email us at sharablepodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to our email list at sharablepodcast.com slash subscribe. Do all the things. Subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating. Review us on iTunes. Tell a friend. Tell your mom. I don't know. She might like it. My mom does. Hey, mom. <laughs>